My next guest on the series is a lady I met back in November when she styled my hair for a charity event I'd organised in Westport. As we chatted, I was intrigued by her story of biting the bullet and starting up her own business in a town that she had no ties to whatsoever. In today's episode, we will discuss the story behind her business and what drives her success. Hairstylist and businesswoman Linda Smith, you are very welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. How are you keeping? Great. Thank you for coming on. No bother at all. Thanks for having me. No. uh, So first of all, just need to say that we're recording this on Saturday, 16th of May. And with the current restrictions still in place, I'm here in my house. And Linda, you're in Cross Malina, somewhere thereabouts, right? Yeah, that's where I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. How are you finding lockdown? I'm not finding it too bad, actually. It's grand. I suppose... I'm kind of doing an awful lot of um, online courses, business courses, getting uh, up to date on like all the businessy stuff that I hate doing, um, that I shouldn't be doing at weekends and stuff like that. But no, just trying to get on top of things, basically. Linda, do you want to tell us the story about how you got into hairdressing and your career path? Yeah, no problem. Uh, So when I did my leaving search, I wanted to kind of go down the road of going to the guards or nursing I kind of wanted to do either or I didn't really want to go down to I, I like hairdressing but I wasn't yeah. sure that it was kind of the career path for me Um, I suppose at the time a lot of my friends were kind of doing like physiotherapy and nursing and you know all these other jobs except hairdressing and I suppose yeah. at the time not that there was a stigma around it but it was just kind of nearly I in my head I would have I'd already I wouldn't have classed it as a low-class job but I just kind of yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just kind of wanted to be like everybody else, I suppose you could say. Um, like my sister, I have a sister, a nurse, I have a sister, a teacher, and I just kind of wanted to kind of go down that road. Um, but I eventually found out that wasn't for me. And I started, I suppose I was kind of doing hair on the side at home and my sisters and things like that. So I always liked it. Um, so then I eventually, I decided then that I would, because I didn't, the guards weren't recruiting at the time and then I didn't get the points to do nursing. So I was like, oh, fuck this, I'll just do hairdressing. So, so did you go I, straight in after school? I went straight after school, yeah. I went straight in after school. Um, and I started off in the Connell College of Hairdressing in Galway. Um, so that was like a 12-month course. So I just wanted to get in and out, have it done and start working. Uh, yeah. So of course, 12 months. And then while I was, in college I started working in Zenith Hairdressing in Galway in the city and I was there for about five years and I suppose that's probably where I learned everything like we learned a lot in college but you're basically starting off from scratch again when you go into a new salon you have to learn their way of working you have to get to know all the people and do start off from scratch again basically you're not kind of yeah stylist we thought when we left college that oh you know you're going to be this amazing hairstylist and you're going to be- <laughs> like that is not the way it goes at all like you have to start from the bottom and work your way up so uh yeah so I was there for about five years and then at the say around that time that I decided to, after the five years a lot of kind of of my friends that I was working with or whatever they started like moving to different salons and all this and mm. I just kind of got fed up so I was like oh I just I'm just going to leave so I left and I had right. no job set up, nothing, not a thing. Uh, so my sister, she was like, 
she was over in Canada at the time and she said, look, it, we'll go to America. We'll travel around America because she was about to come home. It was the time, around the time that she was kind of due to come home. Right. We're in Chicago and we were there. We were traveling around for three weeks. So it was great because like, I had never had taken time off while I was in college or do you know what I mean? There was never any summer holidays. There was nothing like that. I went straight from college to work. I kept working. First bit of freedom, I suppose, really, was it? Oh my god, it was unbelievable. And yeah. I you know, just something different. Um so then came back and I kinda of thought that I wanted to kind of live down near home again. I just wasn't sure. I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going. So mm. I moved home, moved in with my parents again. And yeah. where's uh, home again for you, Linda? Uh, Williamstown in Williamstown, yeah. 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 So uh there was a there was a girl I actually worked with or sorry I trained with in the college um she was a beauty therapist and she had decided to kind of go down the road of hairdressing so I knew she had a salon in Roscommon town okay. so uh, I went working with her for I say it was about a month but I had also applied for a job in Sligo and I had the Anthony the salon owner in the, the Sligo salon he had messaged me and he was like, oh, will you come down for an interview? Will you come down for an, for an interview? And I was like, no, look, I just out of hand you this. I'm just going to take the job in Roscommon. I'm close to home. I think mm. this is what I want. So I was there for about a month and it was a lot quieter to what I was used to. Like in Galway, the salon was mental. We were constantly going. Yeah. It was crazy. And I just couldn't get used to a smaller town, less people. I just couldn't get, couldn't get used to it. Yeah. Of course, um, Anthony in, in Sligo in the sal- salon too. He called me. He actually called me a month later. He was like, "Oh, how are you getting on and all this?" And I was like, "Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it." But yeah. I, I didn't love it. But I didn't want to tell him after him telling me to come down for a job interview. So and I know you're like, "I'm doing fine." Yeah, I was like, yeah. "Oh no, this is, I couldn't." So anyway, I was telling my sister, she was like, oh my God, you idiot. She was like, why didn't you just tell him that you weren't happy and that you wanted to kind of come down? So I just took my tail between my legs and I rang up the final season. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look, I was like, I actually don't like it really. I said, can I come down for an interview? And she started laughing at me and he was like, yeah, come down. Yeah. So I finally landed down, uh, had to do a trial, got the job. And I was there for about three years. So that was my last place of work so yeah I know it was a really really good three years Jesus I met so many nice people and the girls were lovely and even the girls in Roscommon when I was in the salon in Roscommon they were all lovely they were like we're all friends so it was great but um yeah so I moved down to Sligo didn't know anyone yeah. down there uh moved into a flat with another girl uh from Belmullet and another girl from she was actually from Galway as well nice. and we just hit it off it was just it just worked now, I was kind of homesick when I first yeah. down there. I was like, oh, my God, what am I after doing? I'm after coming down to a place. I don't know anyone. And I'm starting off this job. And sure, I was I used to be coming home during the week, you know, at night. I was stuff like that. I, I know. Day. Oh, you just couldn't get used to it. So, yeah. So I learned so much there. Like, we were doing hair competitions. We were in Dublin. We were We were doing all these different things that I had never done before. And it was something so different. It was just. It was like a breath of fresh air. It was just, it was just new. Didn't you tell me actually, sorry, I just, the day I met you down in Westport, weren't you involved in some event? Um, the, yeah, there was like a, fa- probably a what fashion What was that you were telling me? 
I think it was, was it a styling event? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. So there was, um, there was this fashion show that was on in Castle Dargan. It was called An Affair with Fashion. Uh, mm-hmm. And we were part of that. The salon was part of it as well. So uh, we put feeders out, say, for, say, women that wanted a full makeover or else their, say, their daughters or their sons or whatever could nominate them to yes. for this, you know, this makeover or whatever. So, yeah, we were involved in that. So that was different as well. Like, you know, it was great, the buzz of that. And, you know, changing somebody, like, with just their hair colour. Do you know what I mean? You could do so much yeah. and, you know... Um, and making somebody feel good as well like that's always you always feel feel good I, when you do stuff like that do you know what I mean so um, you're quite involved though in fashion shows as well and well I don't know now about that I did do um, a fashion styling course last um, last August September with Laura Jordan in Dublin but yeah, um, yeah I'm not really sure what route I'm going at at the minute, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Trying the old podcast now, but um, I yeah. actually had a girl, a makeup artist on last week, and we're just talking about, you know, something like doing someone's makeup, doing someone's hair, the lift it can give the person. Yeah, exactly. But it's great. Like, you can make somebody feel so good. You know, it's just, it's brilliant, you know. It's a brilliant thing to do for somebody, I think, anyway. It is, and it must be satisfying as a career as well, just, to, you know, with the creativity. Oh, 100%, definitely. But, like, even talking to people, like, say people, like, people, clients that come in, like, they could tell you anything, you know, like, and yeah, it's like a therapy session early for them. It's, it's, it's good <laughs> for me and it's good for them, you know, like, it's it's good, it is good. Yeah, you, it's a feel-good job, definitely, 100%. Um, Linda, tell us the story of how you ended up in Westport completely was it out of the blue or uh so I suppose I had when I was in Sligo that my boss uh, he he just influenced me so much like he kind of he influenced me to leave nearly without realizing it you know that sort of way like he was he was building on extension an extension to the salon he was making it bigger he was driving a nice car he had I was looking at all these things and yeah. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I want that. Do you know, yeah, I was looking at them going, oh, 100%. <laughs> I, was like, I want that. But of course, I was afraid, you know, like anybody else, you'd be so afraid to even attempt to do it. But anyway, yeah. um, I remember telling them actually when I was leaving, I was like, I want what you have. And he started <laughs> laughing and he goes, you know, he was like, you don't realise he's in the bank on half of this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Me and stuff like that nearly tried to put me off. But, um, so yeah, so I had always, I had always liked Westport. I, we used to go on our holidays there when we were kids. Um, we were just always there. Like, we'd go out there, stuff like that. Mm, but it's a great spot. Being, yeah, oh, it's, sure, look at it. It's a great town. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's a pity we can't go out in it now. But, I know. Uh, you know it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember being on a hen party, uh, was it 2018, one of the girls I worked with, she had her hen down there. And I remember the town was buzzing, like it was just unbelievable. I'd never seen anything like it before. And I remember thinking to myself, I was looking around the town, I was like, I'm going to be down here this time next year. And it was then, that's when I had made the decision to come, come down to Westport, like whatever. I just couldn't get over like how crazy it was. But that's what made me want to move to Westport. Um, so yeah, so I'm there since like a year on. It's crazy, you know. It was really daunting, but it was. I'm glad I did it. Like 100. percent 
brilliant. People are lovely. That's in incredible. Brilliant. Are you into now? This might sound a bit airy fairy, but are yeah. you into that visualization thing? You're not into the secret or anything like that, like the putting it out there to the universe and that crack. Or is it just that you said no? I'm doing it and that's it. You're not into. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah, no, no. I was just like, I'm doing it and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, just, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just that type of person. Like, I like obviously, I was thinking about it for a long time. I had been thinking about it for maybe three or four months before I actually mm. did anything about it. And you know, you'd be asking them at home, "Is this the right thing to do?" And just, like, they were probably more afraid for me than I was for myself. You know, so. I know. It, no, it, I definitely made the right decision, hundred percent, definitely. With like, it it's just goes to show you have to put action into it. You know, people can be thinking about, oh, I'd love to do this. Like, if you love to do it, it's not going to get done. You have to go out and actually do it yourself. No one is going to do it for you at the end of the oh, day. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. But, like, the support I had was unbelievable. Like, my family and friends, they all backed me. And I think that's what gave me a push as well. It would have been different if I hadn't that support. I probably wouldn't have done it then, you know. I know, I know. Um, support is everything, really, at the end of the day. Um, look, today's day and age to run a business and um, social media is very important um, as regards marketing. Uh, how do you find the aspect, that aspect of being a business? Do you find it tough or are you fairly tech savvy or what way would you uh, be? I, I do, like, I am kind of tech savvy, but I'm not like great oh, or anything, but I know yeah. I have a fair bit of knowledge on it. Um, I like doing it. It's just I'm on my own in the salon and when I go home in the evening, that's kind of the only time that I get to do all that sort of stuff yeah. and like even if I don't want to do it when I go home you know all you want to do is relax like so I find that bit hard um and like with this algorithm and like it's they're making it so complicated for small businesses to be seen do you know what I mean yes. it's like oh my god like to try and get any bit of reach it's nearly it's next to impossible do you know you have to be posting at different times and your hashtags all this sort of stuff I, I hate that but like it's done wonders for me at the same time you know like that's how I've got yes. like from Instagram and Facebook you know so um and then since the lockdown I set up an online shop on the website and I that's saw that. <laughs> yeah do you know like things like that yeah. where you're kind of like Jesus you know I probably sell more online than I ever did in the salon do you know what I mean it's crazy I suppose everybody's looking after their hair now as well and different things yeah but, yeah and Linda did you learn all that yourself or like were you taught it or you just learned it on the go um I suppose when I was in Galway I was kind of doing a little bit for my boss there in Zenith and then I was doing a little bit in salon too so I was kind of picking up different things along the way and I would have been looking a lot on like Pinterest and online and Instagram to get different ideas on what other salons were doing and things like that um but then like as time went on I probably started looking do more courses on it and different things like that um which really helped but yes. like I yeah do you know what I mean I'm sure there's plenty more courses that I could do to kind of get it up to scratch or whatever oh, but, sure the endless you know, course yeah, there, yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah so um yeah so and um come here as we record this as it stands hairdressers will remain closed until July 20th how are you yeah. feeling about going back to work and planning how to manage that the salon I suppose you've been thinking about that yeah, like I suppose, like I work on my own, so I don't have mm. any staff to be thinking about which 
it's it's kind of great for me that way. Um, yeah. I know a lot of the, the salon owners in Westport are worried about that because they might have smaller premises, um, they have large numbers of staff, like trying to rotate that. Oh my God, I am sure it's going to be a nightmare. Uh, so yeah. I'm okay that way because like I'd use, I'd be used to just two or three in the salon at the one time because that's all I'd be able to cater for. Um, yeah. The whole thing of like wearing masks and stuff like that is going to be weird, but it has to be mm. done. It just, it just has to be done. We're gonna everybody's gonna have to do this. Um, I'm slightly nervous about it, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad that we have a date to go back. Um, I. I, I'm kind of glad it's the 20th and not before even though I know there was some talk of us trying to get into phase three um, but to be honest because I'm on my own I'd rather wait until the 20th and yeah. to let the numbers go down do you know what I mean because um, yeah. obviously I don't want to pick up anything and I don't want to I don't want anyone to give anything to me or me to give to anyone do you know uh, so I know. I'd rather wait just for my own kind of safety I suppose you could say um, but yeah, I'm, I am looking forward to going back. Yeah, it'll be different, really different. Yeah, everything is going to be different now. But like maybe in a way, it's not a bad thing that things are going to be different because life was so mental before this. Yeah, you know? oh, definitely, hundred percent. Like I'm loving this kind of you know, do nothing kind of type thing. Well, I am doing stuff, but you know what I mean. It's just I'm just chilling out, like. Um, yeah. I'd even say when you would take a week's holidays you'd be constantly replying to people on Facebook and Instagram that'd be sending you messages and like you're never off when you have your own business. Um, so it's just, yeah, like obviously people are messaging now looking for appointments and stuff like that, but it's a lot more calm, you know? Uh, but no, it's, it's, I'm not, I know I'm not worried about it. I, I think, I think it'll be fine. Hopefully. It will be fine. It will be fine. Yeah, we just like even at work, you know, I'm nursing in Galway and we've yeah. completely adjusted. It's it's amazing how quickly people adjust to life this way. Exactly. Um, like it's yeah. it's not just here, it, like it's a global thing. So yeah, we'll we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like nursing, your job would be way more difficult. You know, you'd be constantly worrying, I'd say, that you might pick something up off somebody or you know it's tough. Um, yeah, well, I don't, I'm not really like that, to be honest. I'm kind of, it's funny, like, I was saying to the girl yesterday, I she was a nurse as well, and um, just, like, how work now, the hospital is, like, our social life, in a way. So it's actually nice to see people, and we oh, don't really great. talk about it as such. It's, it's yeah, strange. Yeah. yeah. So Linda, this might be a bit of a vague question, but you know at the minute, one of the top priorities for women at the minute is their hair. And knowing that yeah. they can't do anything really as such with it until the 20th of July, especially blondes, I'll have to say, because <laughs> the dark yeah. hair did get away with a bit more. Valiaz. Yeah, I'm going Valiaz now, but... <laughs> What would be your top tips for, like, we can't really do anything with the colour, but just keeping your hair healthy for the next while. What is it, 10 weeks? How long do we have to go? Nine, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's around that sometimes. <laughs> um, so, like, say, well, like, say for grey hair, um, mm -hmm. there's various sprays out there that will cover grey. L'Oreal do a great one. You can get it in most supermarkets. Um, there's great coverage on it. The only thing is a lot of people just don't like the texture of it on their hair. But look at 
you're going to have to cover your gray some way. Yeah. And if that's the only way you can do it, that's the only way. Um, a good diet also would be good while you have time off. I'm sure you can be eating healthy. Yeah. Um, try not to wash your hair too much as it can kind of dry out the scalp and you don't want to kind of over dry it because it'll just start flaking and stuff. So uh, try not to wash it too much. Um, good masks and treatments, good hair products overall. Um will keep your hair in good condition, especially blondes. So you'll be able to find a lot of those on my website as well. And they've all descriptions on how to use them and what they're good for and stuff like that. Um, yeah. A good brush actually is also very important, um, okay. especially when your hair is wet. A tangle teaser is fantastic. So it'll stop pulling at you. Like you won't be put, you won't feel like you're pulling at your hair. Um, yeah. Start from the bottom, work your way up. And it'll take the knots out gradually, rather than ripping your hair with a hairbrush. Start from the more bottom. Damage. I never knew that. I've been going from the top. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, don't do that because <laughs> you're dragging. If you think about it, you're dragging all the knots down to the end, and then you're con- you're you're ending up with a mat nearly at the end of your hair. Now, obviously, yeah. that depends on the condition of your hair, um. But usually, you'd find with blondes, their hair would kind of mat quite easily just because of, say, all the highlights and stuff like that that would have gone into it that would have dried it out, um. So yeah, a tangle teaser would be brilliant. Uh, when you're blow drying your hair, keep it on low heat and try and use heat protecting sprays um, just to stop the heat of the hair dryer from doing damage really to your hair. Um, or you could let it dry naturally if you wanted to, you know. Okay. Um, and I suppose get regular trims, but like we, we're going to have to wait until yeah. we open again before you can do that. But yeah, they'd be my main top tips. Um, Treatments, masks, definitely. Like, while you can, you're not going out anywhere, you might as well just try and get your hair into good condition if you can. Like, there's plenty. There's a wide range of stuff out there that you can buy online um, that will definitely help your hair. So, yeah, okay, look into and it. Then just, I will. <laughs> and uh, just as regards um, washing your hair, how, as, like, how yeah. often should one wash their hair, really? Or just depends? Uh, it like... kind of depends, really. Yeah, like probably max two to three times a week. It depends. Like obviously finer hair will get quite oily quicker. So do you know what I mean? They'll probably want to, they'll probably just feel like they need to wash their hair. So, but yeah, I wouldn't wash it every day. Do you know what I mean? If you could try and stop washing it every day, if you are somebody that does wash your hair okay. every day. And say uh, if you're um, one that goes to the gym a lot or whatever, and you know you're going to the gym and you're sweating and everything, your hair is like, you really feel you need to wash it, but you're like, okay, I've already washed my hair twice this week. What, like, is there anything you can do for that, or do you just go wash it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it was me, I'd probably go wash it just because yeah, I'd feel yeah. cleaner. Uh, but yeah, what you could do is even wet it down, maybe, and put a treatment in and leave it in. You could do that too. Uh, or actually, while you're going to the gym, you could, yeah, you could put a treatment in while you're going to the gym. You'd feel less kind of, and then wash it out. But if you're somebody that goes to the gym every day, you're probably going to have to wash your hair every day, I'd say. Right. Um, Depending on how much you're kind of sweating and stuff like that. Um, dry shampoos are great as well. They'll kind of take that kind of the oiliness out of it. They'll dry it up a small little bit if you did want to prolong it a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, that's right. Them sort of things would kind of help that uh, or tighten it up. Is there any in particular dry shampoo that you like or... Uh, I love the Elf Park 
yeah I, I'd use the Elf Perf style stories and right. um, it comes in a green bottle it's fantastic I love it and you like what I defined as well say if you blow dry your hair mm-hmm. um, and you're smoothing it or whatever if you just spray in instead of spraying in the dry shampoo two or three days later if you spray it in after you shampoo and blow dry your hair you'll probably get a few more days out of it rather than putting it in when your hair is a little bit oily do you know what I mean it's a kind of yeah Say when you wash, yeah. Say when you wash your hair, it's, it's very soft and silky and smooth, and like you've you've more of a habit of running your fingers through it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So if you put a bit of dry shampoo in it, it'll kind of dry it up a little bit. So you probably feel like you have more hair. There'll be more volume, um, and stuff like that. So that's very very good. You should try that. Actually, that'd be a good one for your hair. You should try that yourself. That's a brilliant tip. I'm but, definitely going to use that now. <laughs> yeah yeah no. a lot of people find that really good I love it I that's what I always do after I shampoo my hair always put in a bit of dry shampoo and I find it just keeps me going for a few days yeah it's great mine, I, to be honest mine I'd say it only lasts two days without like and then I'm like I either have to wash it now or put dry shampoo in so I'm gonna try that yeah 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 do see, um, see how you get on with it yeah so look Linda just like Anthon, running your own business, it can be stressful, I'm sure. How do you unwind and take time for yourself? Um, so usually, I probably would listen to music. You see, Cross Malina is about 45 minutes from Westport. So I have all that time in the car to drive and yeah. to listen to music or I'd listen to podcasts, maybe. Um, I find them really good as well. Uh, by the time I suppose I get home, make my dinner... I would try and go for a walk, but sometimes it can be hard, especially in the wintertime. All you want to do is just go for bed, especially if you had a long day or you could be up early, things like that. Um, But yeah, I know music. I probably like listening to music. I'm not really a reader. I wouldn't really read books that much. Um, So yeah, podcasts and music. Definitely. Yeah. And speaking of podcasts, um, which is there anyone in particular you listen to you like to yeah I like um the Pat Tivoli podcast um or Owning It by Caroline Foran I find her very good as well um and then Happy Place by Fern Cotton I love Happy Place by Fern Cotton I listened to that one a lot did you hear the yeah yeah I find it very good the last day no I actually haven't listened to it in a few days now since I'm at home but um I must listen to it do you like Ricky Gervais yeah yeah I find it very funny yeah he's brilliant it's a good good uh Good show. Good podcast, rather. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen Afterlife, actually, now that we're talking about Ricky Gervais? <laughs> no, they haven't. No. <laughs> On Netflix. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. I actually didn't know. Oh, that's something I'll have to watch now. Yeah, get on to that. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Any tips? Okay, so at the minute there's a lot of kind of young people or any age, really, that are off and a bit of time on their hands and they might be thinking, I'd like to try hairdressing. Um, how would you go about it or is there anything they can be doing in the meantime or any online courses Um, I'm not sure about any online courses but what I would do is I'd get onto a salon owner just message them on Instagram or Facebook somebody that you kind of follow on Instagram already that you see all their pictures stuff like that Um, just talk to them ask them how they're getting on what they'd recommend you do because there's so many options it's like different college courses the qualifications you get it's just nice uh, this is something I didn't do that I wish I did um somebody that would be able to give you a bit of feedback on how you should kind of go about it and stuff like that um what you're actually looking for like 
you want to ask yourself the question as well, like, why do you want to be a hairdresser? Do you know, start from your, start talking to yourself first. Um, Because it's not as simple as just blow drying and colouring someone's hair. Like, you have to learn about the chemical composition of colours. Like, it's a lot more complicated than one might think. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I probably... I'd probably ask yourself the question first, then talk to a salon owner. Um, there's plenty of colleges that you could be looking up online um, that you'd be able to see, like what qualifications you'd be able to get and stuff like that. Um, but there's mm-hmm. definitely a wide range of stuff online that you could be looking up at the minute. But like, it's so easy to just message somebody and talk to them as well. So yeah, I, that's um... the way I'd go about it anyway. Like, it's a, I'd say it's a great industry to be in, you know, like with so many weddings and that, um, there's always a high demand for it. Like, it's one job. There's always going to be a high demand for hairdressing, isn't there? Oh, exactly. Like, there'll always be a job in it. Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's very fulfilling. Like, it, it does, it's a definitely a feel-good job. You do feel really, really good when you, make, when you can change somebody and make them happy. Yeah. Do you know, you see somebody smiling or things like that. Um. I suppose I'm quite a chatty person and I think that helps as well yeah. that you can talk to people. Um, do you know, and it's a fun job as well. It is fun. Do you know, bit of crack. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Um, you're like therapist in there as well. You hear everything. People would tell oh, you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, they wouldn't tell Everything and everything. The things you would hear is unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. But look, at you just go out the door and you don't, do you know what I mean? They go out the door feeling so much better. I go out the door feeling so much better you know it's brilliant it is it's, it is a brilliant job um yeah, very satisfying like even hmm? oh 100 definitely yeah definitely like there's so many hairdressers on an instagram that you could be following as well like sophia hilton different ones you know like th- that you can get some inspiration from and stuff like that but yeah okay so that's what i do so if anyone needs any advice just send me a message on instagram and i'll be happy to help you So, Linda, for anyone listening to this and thinking, God, I'd love to start up my own business. Uh, what mm. is the reality of it? Um, basically, I suppose I didn't know where to go. I hadn't a clue, but I was talking to somebody and they told me to look up the local enterprise office. So I Googled that and then they had online courses, which I didn't even know about. Um, and there was one, a start up your own business. So I started, I think it was a six week program. It was like every Wednesday for six weeks or something. Uh, and that Where was in Brafey. Oh, sorry, in the yeah. Okay. Brafey, Castlebar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now they do them everywhere. Like they have them everywhere in different counties and stuff like that. Um, so I went and I done that. I, find that, I found that very, very, um, very good. That was brilliant. Um, they just kind of give you tips on how to kind of go about it, on tax. that. I still don't. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know different things yeah. um accountants all that sort of stuff grants um what you're entitled to who else you can talk to so that would be the best that would be where I'd start off that I found that fantastic um okay. and then I had to get an accountant of course then so he kind of gave me a lot of 
insight into what I needed to do as well about registering the business. And now I had I had done my research as well. Like I had Googled so much stuff. Like my head was fried with all the stuff that I was Googling. Mm-hmm. I nearly got overwhelmed with, the, you know, there's so much information out there that you just, yeah. you just nearly need to just focus on one thing. And it's heavy, um, heavy information as well, isn't it? Do you know? Oh, yeah. And especially when you don't really know what you're doing, you're kind of like, is this what I should be doing? Or yeah. like, so should somebody be doing this for me? But uh, yeah, no, definitely Google, like look into it. Like even ask, like I said, look, ask another salon owner. I suppose Anthony in Salon 2, I had got a lot of feedback from him. He was kind of helping me um, and different things like that. So that's probably where I'd start off anyway, is to talk. But you have to make sure that you want to do it as well. Like I wouldn't just go doing it for the sake of doing it um but yeah definitely that's that's exactly where I'd start off that's that okay so you kind of nearly it's no harm maybe a mentor of some sort to kind of just someone you yeah exactly like even with the yeah even with the local enterprise office they, they do um you can get mentoring support with them as well um so they kind of go through all of that and I suppose like you just learn along the way you just kind of you just do it yeah, I suppose you know on. you kind of have no choice yeah exactly like you're thrown into the deep end straight away you're just going to have to kind of like it is so overwhelming like there was days where I was going down there down to Westport from Prospolida and I'd be falling crying going down the road I'd be like what the hell <laughs> am I after doing I don't know what I don't know a, a single person down here um do you know and it's very very overwhelming and I was in the salon on my own. I had been used to working with like 20 odd people mm-hmm. at a time. It was just crazy. And then to come into a salon then and you're looking at the four walls around you. Yeah. And, you know, there was nobody knew me. I didn't know anyone. But you just have to kind of you have to make the effort to talk to people um, and just put yourself out there. You just you just have to do these things to kind of progress. I suppose it's good to be nervous, but you don't want to be kind of too overwhelmed at the same time either, you know, when you're doing these type of things. But yeah. Um, but I'm sure it is, it's, um, it's great pride like in your own business, do you know, it's yours and no one can take that away from yeah, you. Oh, exactly. hundred percent. It's the freedom. It's, it's, it's everything. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. It's, I love it. hundred percent. I'd recommend tell, everybody to do it. You can <laughs> tell you love it, Linda. Linda, look, yeah, no. It's been fabulous and fantastic having you on the podcast. You've given us loads of great tips there. Thank you so I can't much. wait to try that dry shampoo one. Um, do you want to yeah. tell people where it's the best place to catch up with you online? Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, if you type into Instagram, Linda Smith Hairdressing, um, I'll come up there. I'll come up on Facebook. And then Google, if you just type in Linda Smith Hairdressing, you'll get onto the website and then my shop link as well is is on that too um so they're probably the best places to That's find me brilliant linda it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast thanks for coming on my life and stories thank you maria no bother thank you thank you linda for that i learned a lot from this episode and i hope you the listener did too i'd say linda your customers can't wait to see you in a few weeks time join us next week when i speak to melissa morley also known as morley's motivation see you then if you enjoyed this podcast please rate and review 
and you can follow my life and stories on Instagram. Wow. Thank you, Melissa, for sharing your story with us. A lot of food for thought for us all from that one. Join me next week when I speak to... I think I'll leave this one as a surprise. See you then. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. And you can follow my life and stories on Instagram.